Yeah! ESPN Radio is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. We got an Ask Yates coming up in about 15 minutes or so. And Sir. It'll, it'll be the last one for at least a little bit. Hopefully, I can. Uh, I, I'll text you. I'll bother you. I'll keep what I, You uh, I'll know keep what I'll do you. is the next time I do TV, because typically we're out before you guys are done, okay. I'll pop over here. And we can we might be able to make that a little thing. Run it uh, back. <laughs> yes, Sean McVay. Exactly. We're going to definitely make sure that Sean, that that Yates has a place here on the show. We like to be multiple in our ass segments. We're definitely going to make sure that we work on. You know, that's something that in the film room we review a lot. These guys put me in a good position. It's easy. I'm very grateful to be with this group of guys. I'm Sean McVay. See, I, I stumbled into this, and I, you said you have not heard this argument. Allow Jason Levine to try to make it uh, on his behalf. It says, Dear Chef Trav, beans and chili is an abomination if the chili is made with chunks of steak. If it's ground beef chili, less of an abomination, more of a, what the hell, dude? If I wanted a three-bean salad, I'd have ordered a three-bean salad. Wow. This is, see, this is the vitriol that comes along this is with the, beans this and is, chili this for This is some. the pro-meat crowd that can't understand that the reason I like Beyond Burgers better is because I just like the taste better, not because I'm some weird plant-based freak. You know what I'm saying? Like, you like, you like, bean, like black bean burgers better than our No, burgers? not black bean burgers. Okay. I like Beyond Burgers better than I like regular ground chuck burgers. Okay. Just because they taste better. Not because they're, they, you know. They don't taste bad. Yeah, I, you know, that's, that's, that's coming saying. from a certified hamburger person, but <laughs> right. a, a Beyond Burger is not the end of the world. Like, yeah. if you just, when you got all the stuff piled on it, it's a pretty satisfying uh, situation. Let me read another tweet here. This one's from John Castro. Uh, disagree about Family Feud. The best is when the first family member gets like 185 of the 200 and the second member brain freezes and they come up short. The <laughs> ultimate whiff. Those ride home must be fun. <laughs> wow. Okay. Okay. You couldn't get 10 points? It, it, it ha- well, first of all, sometimes maybe you get all the number one answers, right? Yeah. And it comes up just a little bit shy. Maybe you're in like the 170s, and you need to squeeze out an extra 28, 29 points, and that the, you just don't have enough. They, they have to, I'm trying to think of a good example here. Uh, name a baseball team. and every Yankees, right? right? And then you just, you're not a baseball person. The only one you know, and the, uh, uh, right, uh. That happens. It does I happen all the happens. time. Yeah. It's fantastic. It's what makes the show uh, a lot of fun. Uh, here we go. This is from James, and it says, Laker fans will never take advice from second page milk drinking with my chili. I mean, we've got deep inside <laughs> jokes that are multi-show referenced. I'm telling you. These right? people are listening. I love They're it. They're paying attention. You're obviously we're, taking some advice if you're listening that hard <laughs> that you're putting together bits that are compound bits. I love it. I, I like the chili bit on the second page. See, there, there. this is this For is those this of you is who don't like, understand. This is varsity level stuff. Yes. Travis has two pages. The first page. <laughs> page is things he likes about Clinton. The second page is things he doesn't like. In your defense, the first page has a lot more items on it. The second page is a two-item list so far. And and both of them you reveal. Like, I'm even okay with your fastidiousness in the studio. Like, I I, I tend more towards that than the other side. But The Bachelor and the Milk Chili, I can't really get with The Bachelor's on my first page, revealed. Thank you. He also revealed something else, which is that, again, Laker fans are Laker fans. Basketball fans? Maybe. 
NBA fans, maybe. I Lakers but here, fans, here's the crazy sure. thing, Yates. I think they would agree with you in that. Yeah, assessment. no, that's what I'm saying. I don't that's think that they look at that what you said as as some sort of you know I, not an insult. I don't think it's, no. But it's like, yeah. I am a Laker fan. I don't care about the Jazz and the Thunder and the Rockets sure. and the Mavs. I care about the Lakers. But that that has a direct effect on what you understand about what the Lakers can and cannot do. That's all I'm saying. It's for the this is what I mean. There's another side, y'all. You can come out, and it doesn't mean leaving Laker Nation. It just okay. means expanding Laker Nation to Ask understanding Yates, the league. Coming up 15 minutes from now. So yep. you can call 877-710-ESPN. You can send the tweets at Travis Rogers. Uh, we'll put those together. You said about the viability of the franchise going forward mm-hmm. last segment. Um, I think it's a really perfect phrase that the Laker fans should stew on, think about. Because let's go back to the last time they were at the end of the line with their best player, Kobe yep. Bryant. When Kobe was done playing, the Lakers, and even in the last year or two of Kobe's career, the Lakers were not a championship-level basketball Not team. even close. And they were waiting for the next thing to happen. And the people that were in charge were in charge of trying to either draft that person or make a deal for that person, make a free agent acquisition, a trade for that person. I'm just going to put out one, not one, a couple of different very specific moments of the people that were in charge of that and what they came up with in the time. Go back to when, and this is kind of hard to imagine, but at the time, LaMarcus Aldridge was one of the most highly sought-after free agents in, in the market in one offseason. Yep. And his meeting with the Lakers went so badly that the Lakers asked for a do-over. Okay? So th- that that's, that uh, actually happened. That actually happened. Real, actual things. The Lakers, their air quotes, success – in some of these free agent markets included people like Luol Dang and Timothy Moskov. Okay? So these people, some of them are still here, some of them are not. Sure. And you've 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 shuffled the deck a little bit along the way. And the reason that you had a a moment where the team became very relevant and very successful again was because the greatest player at the time in the league said, I want to be over there. Now, for reasons that may have been Magic gave him a great pitch, it may have been I want to live in Los Angeles, it may be I have uh, production aspirations beyond basketball, and this makes it easier for me to pursue those things. Whatever the reasoning is, he came here and it worked, and they won a championship. What you're advocating, those of you who are advocating for let LeBron go, let's just go to the next thing, is a return to that other era. (laughs) Right. And so let's just let's just put two and two together here, folks. That 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 other era you didn't seem terribly satisfied with after Kobe. The guy that put the Kobe era together, he's down the road. Okay, he's 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 somewhere else. He doesn't work in the building anymore. Ran him or at least off not too. for that team. Yeah. So it, it's you just this idea that oh we'll get the next one. Okay, you might, and you have some advantages like we talked about. But to your point, Yates, the viability going forward, who's who's in charge of that? And, and what, what track record do they have in putting those things together? That's exactly what my point is, and that's why when I'm speaking to Laker fans, it comes from a place of love. I, as a human being, I like a little bit more stability in the leadership roles in my life. It's one thing to count the shiny trophies on the wall. It's another thing to have literally no idea what's going to happen from a leadership standpoint if the leader of the team isn't there. You should want this team to learn something from LeBron just in terms of putting together a plan and executing it. Never mind who's getting credit for what. 
There are things to be learned from this franchise that have to do with simply how to run a market-efficient operation in the NBA these days. And that's something that I do think, for all of the history, all of the culture, all of the glory, is a shortcoming for this team. It's, a, it's, it's not a strong suit. And that's okay. You know what I'm saying? And that's where I think that for the self-respecting Lakers fans, this is where you come in. To be demanding in a way that requires progress that makes sense on your way to your goal, not just to blame everybody who it doesn't really work the way you already did it with. That's a, that's how you end up extinct as a fan. But you know what I'm saying? Like there's the development there just doesn't make sense for people who are otherwise smart people, at least who claim to be so. All right, let's try a phone call here. Let's go to Oxnard. Uh, Brian in Oxnard. Brian, you're on with Travis and Yates. What's up? Hey, what's up, guys? I gave you guys a call last week. Something funny happened with my AirPods where it sounded really muffled. So I'm calling you back again to clarify what I had to say last Excellent. week about this thing about LeBron. So, Lakers fans, man, we're so whiny and complaining and spoiled, and we expect everyone to have that, like, Kobe mindset personality. Everyone's different. You can't compare LeBron to Kobe. They're all different players. I get that. But one thing that Lakers fans got to realize is LeBron put his back on the map. He helped us get that 17th title, which my whole life, I'm 31 years of age, I wanted to get beyond Boston and get 18 titles. Well, guess what? He got us a 17. We should be thankful and lucky that he did that for us and helped us out and be kissing his feet and stop complaining, stop whining, stop crying, trying to get him out of town because when he's gone, who's going to be the next guy we're bringing in? Because we know damn, damn right we can't depend on AD because he's always made a glass, always getting hurt. So enjoy the ride. We have him here. Pretty as long cool. as you got LeBron, you got a chance to do something. We should be thankful. Yeah, I mean, and that's that's ultimately you know what it is. And this this discussion about whether or not you know he's he's bigger than the team is an interesting one because. Look, if he wasn't, at least in some regard, this wouldn't even be a discussion. You know what I'm saying? And I think ultimately that's it's 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 about a bigger power balance than just basketball. And that doesn't make sense to me right now, considering where the franchise is. You don't lose anything as the Lakers by saying, hey, we gave it a real shot with LeBron James, unless it's really literally just about ego. And that to me in 2022 it's just kind of lame on some level, you know. Never mind, potentially ineffective. Well, it, you, you said something interesting there. It's a struggle for something beyond the next roster. Yeah. That, that, that it's it's almost uh, metaphysical. Like you're you're <laughs> yeah. you're, you're fighting Rogers. for the soul of the organization, and you've got the one team that has been the the um, the. the the keepers of this for in the family for a very long time and the people that she and her father have decided to help them run this. Right. And then you've got the guy that just kind of showed up relatively recently, but who's also been wildly successful doing it across the street. And now he's here and he's saying, listen, I get what you guys are all about, but I'm telling you, that's not what I'm about. My, my way is like this. It's different than the way you've done it. My way has proven pretty effective. Your way has been less effective of late. Why don't we continue to do it? And it's it's not a I want this player and you want that player. Yeah. It's a it's it's a fight for the soul of this team almost. And the one person is looking at it a little more analytically, and the other person's looking at it much more emotionally. Right. You know, I mean, you invite people over to play with your toys. You can't just say, "Oh no, this is the toy I want to play with," and not you if you're still in the play date. Like, come on. You know what I'm saying? I, I just I just feel that there's a reasonable complaint from LeBron that is simply due not to ego, but just to his track record of success. 
This is a guy who went to the finals eight years in a row. It's not about proving to anybody that you're smarter. It's just about looking at, hey, this is what I'm used to. And this is how I understand how to win. So, like, please, why don't we do the things that I'm saying? Because this is what you brought me here for. That, to me, is understandable on a competition level that has nothing to do with power struggles from James himself. Let's try another call here. Let's go to Downey this time. And Emmanuel, Emmanuel, you're on with Trav and Clinton. What's up? Hey, how you guys doing, man? I, I'm so happy to talk to you guys because I totally disagree with your guest speaker there, Travis. Totally disagree. Listen to me. I've been a Laker fan since Magic Johnson was drafted by the Lakers, which came to the Lakers as a rookie. The thing about L.A., I hate when people say Laker fans, like we need to be on a couch and have therapy or something. I hate that kind of No, that's what this tone. show's for. Go on. <laughs> I get it. I get it. Here we go. Where's the Laker couch? fans. I'm talking about the ones who are born – and raised in Los Angeles, the fans who love this city. Like, I'm a Rams fan. When the Rams came back to L.A., that meant the world to me. So we like players that are invested in the city. LeBron James is a hired assassin. He didn't love L.A. Who hired him? Listen, he came here because it was a business opportunity for him past basketball. That has a lot to do with the attitude that people have toward LeBron. Kobe, Magic, and all those guys. They love L.A. because they were L.A. Lakers from the start. What we're saying is this. Every team that LeBron goes to, he's all in, just like the Rams. Oh, okay, hold on. I got to stop you right there. I thought we were talking about the Lakers. You said this is about the Lakers. It ain't about every other team LeBron's done this with. Who no, no, hired LeBron? Hold on. Who wait, wait. hired LeBron? Who hired LeBron? Who hired LeBron? No, no. Let me tell you. I'll explain to you. Give me a second. LeBron is only is a, is one of the if only the player that he's probably the only player in NBA history that controlled his entire career. Correct. Other players don't, didn't have that. So LeBron, when he goes to a team, believe me, he go has he go, he's going to have his hands in everything. He's Correct. done that since from Cleveland. So when he came to the Lakers, we were already reserved because we knew he's going to get his hands in on everything. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Slow down right, right there. Right, his hands on. in on everything is the reason why you want him. What were the hands doing in the 10 years prior? Th- th- but, those exact hands. You guys are talking about different things. I, I feel like I'm a mediator here. I, <laughs> that that what, uh, what Emmanuel is talking about is the argument that I've been making to you, Yates. Yes. They, a they non-basketball argument. It, it is. It absolutely is. It's an emotional that his his idea of – I want him to love the city. Guys, it's not ever going to be the way that you want it to be in that regard. That you, you, Emmanuel, in this case, and Laker fans more generally speaking, are going to be terribly disappointed if you thought that he was going to come in here and do it differently here than he did everywhere else. This goes back to something we've been talking about for a while. What, I think it's a Maya Angelou. People will tell you who they are. You just have to listen. Yep, believe them. Right? That, that, so LeBron has made it crystal clear who he is as a basketball player. Yeah. So when he came here and did the exact same thing he had done in Cleveland and then in Miami and then in Cleveland again, when he did it here in L.A., you can't be mad at him. God, I know. I would feel yeah. so cheated if I was a Lakers fan by this front office. That's really what it comes down to. The other part of it, too, is is that, guys, he isn't 
what you just mentioned, Emmanuel. He's not from L.A. the way that you are, the way that I am, the way that people that – but that doesn't mean that you can't love the Lakers. It means that they're not going to feel it the way that you do. You feel about your mom and dad. You know, bad, I don't have the same – it's like you just – you, you got to realize that not everybody's going to feel it like that, but that doesn't mean they're not the right guy for the job. And that to me – That's is, the difference. Yes, and that to me is totally on the front office and the leadership. You brought in a guy that your fans didn't even like – and you want him, and they still don't like and him. That's not, and they that's not what a team that loves its fans does. You know, I that's know. what I'm getting at. There's another way. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't say you hired LeBron and then be like, I can't believe LeBron did this. Like, that's that's the that's on the team. $240 an hour. I expect a uh, Venmo from you here any minute, Gates. I'm working through the therapy. I'm uh, uh, Manuel, I'll cut you a little bit. You get 225 because you're oh first time. Oh, my goodness. We're going to take care of it. I don't like saying this out loud, but it's true. It's the last Ask Yates of the week. Here That's it coming is. up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network. All lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. I like the throwbacks that we're already getting in uh, Ask Yates. You ready, Clinton? Yes. All right. This one is a throwback to Good yesterday. Good by the way. Sorry. That's other side. Bye. Right on the peppers. <laughs> yeah. Flea called to yell at me when I was right, so I'm out. Oh, okay, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. when when I when the day of the Russell Westbrook trade took place, and I'm like, uh, guys, this is not going to work. He called to scream at me and said I wasn't invited to the impending parade. Uh, he has not called back to apologize yet. So eight seven 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 ten ESPN Flea, if you'd like to come and say, you know what, Trav, you were right all along. I, I'm here for you. All right, here we go. Uh, the throwback to yesterday. Uh, this is from Francis and Glendale. Do Canadians pronounce Roy G. Biv, Wah G. Biv? Wah G. Biv. <laughs> That's funny. That's a throwback to yesterday. Roy G. Biv, for those of you who don't know, but Travis definitely does, are the colors of the rainbow. By the yes. way, Shaquille O'Neal, real Laker? That's the question? <laughs> well, he's no. The one who's worn no, because he came Biv. here without stripes. Okay. Hey, right? And so you can, you had to asking. earn his stripes Just here. asking. He's the one who's got the Roy G. Biv of jersey colors throughout <laughs> his NBA career. Real Laker. Waji Biv, please. Real Laker. Sorry, pardon. Waji Biv. <laughs> he should have, I guess to be a Waji Biv, he would have had to play for Toronto. Yeah, I was going to say, which he, he never to be a hockey player. Yeah, that, that, <laughs> and really, good. Toronto probably wouldn't wad up. He'd have to play for like Montreal or Quebec would need a franchise. Montreal. Ottawa. <laughs> there you go. All right, uh, here's another one. Uh, Francis, back-to-back, the rare back-to-back Ask Yates. Can Clinton fold a fitted sheet, or is he like me and you just twirl it into a ball and throw it into the closet? Uh, for those of you who need these sort of home tips, the easiest way to fold a fitted sheet and not feel bad about it is you fold a fitted sheet and you put it in a pillowcase and then you fold that pillowcase so you can keep it that way. 
Wait, say that, huh? Also, like, of course you have the an folds answer. Of a fo- the folds of a fitted sheet are never really like clean. And so like, right. if you want to have a fitted sheet that you're sort of transporting and sort of keep it clean in your stacks, wherever, put it in a pillowcase. You know what I'm saying? Because it fits in there and then you just fold the pillowcase. And okay, that that's not a bad idea because yeah. the fitted sheet, when you try to fold it, it never folds. That's what I'm There's saying. That, you can, if you're really meticulous, you can put the corner inside the it corner. Does, yeah, and, but that's not that's really, impossible. Yeah, that's not really it's, as effective. That's too, it's too much time spent. You know what I'm saying? But right. then when you stick it into the closet, it's lumpy and the the rest Correct. of the stuff is at an angle, and now my sense of proportion is thrown but off. If you use the pillowcase, it helps you with that for a little even out effect. I love that you had an answer to that. That's yeah. fantastic. Oh, yeah. uh, Dude and Slow says, Trav, forget the in and out order. Can we hear Sean McVay after losing a game of air hockey to an eight year old at a pizza parlor? This is way too specific. No, that's not going to work. Here's what I'm going to do, though. We're going to, we're going to, this is not really the way the bits form, but like, just stay on the stay on the on the on the lookout for Sean might make some calls during the offseason. He might just show up to the program. You never know. He might be at the gym racking the weights. He you know, I might be at Home Depot looking for another sweep to clean off my very big balcony. I have a lot of trophies on there cuz I'm the youngest coach that's ever won the Super Bowl. That's something that we do in our household. I'm Sean McVay. <laughs> You do not have the uh, trophy of winning air hockey at the pizza parlor, though, because no. you just got beat by an. Do you have any air hockey tips that you not whether in Sean McVay voice or not? Do you have an air, air hockey strategy? I do have an air hockey strategy, which is you always go for the bank shot, the bank shot on these persons like hit hitter side because on their think, hand side on their, their hand side, side because they're always looking to use to return that and they're likely going to be out of position the most time well and the okay. other the other very important part of air hockey strategy is you have to come you have to get that puck going side to side yeah. in this, yeah. up and down the ice or the air yeah. we're describing it, it is, is ineffective right, right? Gotta, i can defend angles I, but if i get that especially that multiple carom shot yeah i've got to anticipate two additional caroms <laughs> coming out of it that is uh that that is a much greater move. shot to, to defend along the way um let's see here john writes sports question which always means it's not that's uh, right <laughs> why, why don't we eat tuna melts more i've eaten like 16 since last week when trav and al were talking about canned oh, this tuna is, this is hashtag great, ask Yates. this is a great question and this is a great question because it leads into exactly what i was talking about why don't we have tuna melts anymore you know why because we got things like chipotle and we got things like Jersey Mike's. The sandwich game, Lakers fans, has <laughs> elevated itself to the point where other sandwiches are delicious. It's okay. You don't but have that to... doesn't make a tuna melt less delicious, I understand it? that. Nobody's knocking tuna melts. If you want to live in a world where tuna melts are the best sandwich on earth, be my guest. Well, I'll be over here eating lovely Qdoba and other sandwiches with my friends in 2022. That's okay, what I'll I... be doing. Look, I'm not suggesting that a tuna melt is better than a shaved roast beef with horseradish cream. Oh, and a and lovely yes, onion. yeah. Oh God, I, I'm, I'm maybe some arugula on there too. <laughs> sure, and a little au jus that we can dip that oh. thing in. We're we're on the same page here. But let's. I I, I feel much like your your uh, your. Um, energy towards laker fans you're being disrespectful to the tuna melt oh no I have i upset like, the tuna melt community i think you have uh, is that possible <laughs> yeah 
I think that you did just the classic tuna melt, little melted cheese and tuna, crispy bread. Like I feel that that's still, there's still a place for that. There's still a place for the family-run franchise in the NBA, and there's still a place for an old-school diner tuna melt. We don't have to throw out the one thing just because we're bringing in a new thing. So there's this joke that we used to always say that when the guy who ran the Masters would uh, on Around the Horn would say tournament, it sounded like he said tuna tournament. Melts. His name is Hootie Johnson. Tuna belt, Hootie. And so, funny enough, the Lakers might not make the tuna belt this season. (laughs) Just saying. That's how you bring a bit together. Anyway. Yeah, no, the uh, Hootie, Hootie, Hootie's, that, by the, okay. What is a tuna melt also? Sidebar. Like, what do you mean? What, what, is what's, what, what, what is comprised on a tuna melt? Is it just tuna oh. melted with cheese? Well, yeah, I think so. I think there's a couple of different ways you can do it. Okay. There, there are just the typical tuna salad that your mom used to make for you, right? Right. That is on some toasted bread, and then we pop it into the broiler for a minute or two the to broiler. melt the cheese on top. Another ancient <laughs> cooking. Well, <laughs> no, but here's the thing. See, okay, let, let's get deep into this. Yeah, I like let's this do it. The broiler in your oven is a terribly underutilized item. I agree. Because it, it gets hot instantly, and oh, by the way, it, it's, it's, the toaster takes forever. The to broiler is up like very that. disrespecting. It's perfect. It's a perfect use to melt your tuna. But now John has some jalapenos. And if you want to dress it up with some fancier cheese, maybe we can okay. go with some Havarti or some modern or some things like this. But yeah, like if you just want to go straight up old school like cheddar on a tuna, let's – so that's, that's wait, like OG. You're telling me there's multiple ways to make a tuna melt, not sure. just the first recipe that we stick with for 40 years. <laughs> I, I'm I'm confused. I thought I I, I oh Look, okay. I've been doing radio a I long get it time. Now. <laughs> I've been doing it a long time. I think this is my favorite segment. Not not only favorite <laughs> segment. This is my favorite discussion we've ever had. I mean, the 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 parallels of the Lakers going into the post LeBron James era and the and existence the, of the tuna melt in the 2020s of a tuna melt. Because look, you kind of have to ask for it on the menu now, right? It's yeah. the, it's it's there, but there are some other things at the top of the list. That's uh, <laughs> that's 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 yes. terrific. I, I I miss that a lot. I uh, let me. Let me find another Ask Yates here. Why, Where can why I get a tuna for you? When was the last time you had one? I, I have no idea. I mean, really? I feel like the last time I ate a tuna melt would have been involved with some sort of like a theme party. You know what I mean? Like, hey, we got tuna melts at the sock hop or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, or some sort of bizarre situation like that. Maybe like a carnival kind of scenario would have been the last time I had a Ooh, tuna melt. By the way, that's a bold play to go tuna Bro, at every, a carnival. To be fair, everything at a carnival is a bold play on some level. You know what <laughs> no, I'm saying? No, if it's fried, you're fine. You're going to sure. They, you, you can, you can the get tuna melt is the closest oil. thing to a fried sandwich you're going to get, though. You know what I mean? Oh, some, dude, now, see, now we're disrespecting the Monte Cristo. Oh. <laughs> The, 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 oh, no. The, the oh, Monte no. Cristo is a fried sandwich. The Monte Cristo <laughs> won championships in the 60s. That Monte, Monte Cristo <laughs> was the Baltimore Bullets. Okay, they were like the they, a- <laughs> they won a championship. The ABA along- championship. <laughs> exactly. The Buffalo Braves. I got I got another Ask uh, Yates. Okay. It's from Daniel Tapia. He said, better move on the dance floor. Is it roll the dice or pop the collar? Ask Yates. What? Roll, Go roll I mean, the dice. Is that a dance or pop the collar when you're dancing around? I'm, I'm assuming both of these you have done yet. So uh, <laughs> I don't know what asking. the roll the dice is, but I've certainly popped my collar many times. Great song by Three Six Mafia. Ever since I can't remember, I've been popping my collar. Have you heard that? You know that song, Taylor? That's what we need. That's a great song. That's Why don't you ask me if I know that song? <laughs> <laughs> Why well, I feel like I'm being disrespected on my own show. <laughs> 
I'm, I've moved my face away from the Zoom because I don't want to actually look at Travis right now because I'm kind of embarrassed. But well, no. The, so no, this is the deal. Whenever the subjects like that come up, sure. I can just go and get a cup of coffee. Right. I can, I can just walk and you guys can be having the conversation. That's why I put Slim Shady in the dump yesterday because I was like, I wanted Travis to give some Slim Shady uh, analysis. Well, to be fair, I don't really have like go-to dance floor moves. That's not really my bag anyway. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's a couple things I'll hit as 50 Are you a sober said. dancer, or do you have to be having a good time to get out there? I'll dance sober if I know that people are looking at me and I'm going to embarrass them by doing it, but it's not like I'm, like, a confident. My girlfriend's an actual dancer, so, like, okay. I'm not out here, like, goofing off. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is this is something I leave to the professor. Yeah, but if she's a, an actual dancer, then she obviously knows what she's doing. No one's even looking at you because she's Correct. out there doing, the, doing it correctly. Which is why I'm not worried about it whatsoever. <laughs> I don't need go-tos. Got her for that. I'm trying to think if I've ever danced sober since uh, like a, a ninth grade <laughs> mixer right, right. or something. I'm not really. I didn't go to I, those. I like to dance. I too busy eating tuna melt. <laughs> I, I don't like your tuna melt disrespect. This is. <laughs> it feels like we're we're edging into personal personal no, territory. Nothing personal. Just a just a steady classic sandwich that's holding on with the same recipe. <laughs> You're going to do a Clams Casino and a Cherry's Jubilee. Tuna Melt won its championships by itself. (laughs) All foods from the 1940s that are still holding on strong. We're going to do a Lobster Thermidor coming up next. Tuna Melt's never, ever had super ingredients, okay? Never. (laughs) All right, what are we going to get from LeBron, and what do we get from the LeBron fans tomorrow night? Plus, give us a call right now. If you are caller number 10, You can win tickets to see the Lakers and the Pelicans coming up on Sunday. Again, right now, caller number 10, 877-710-3776. One more time, 877-710-ESPN. Caller number 10, tickets to the Lakers and the Pelicans on Sunday. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. You should have seen the look on uh, Slee's face when I told him I get in the front seat of an Uber. It's, <laughs> it, he's like, "Wait, wait, what?" You, you can't, Easily yeah. rocked world about Slee. Yeah, I yeah. I, look, I'm not getting to, because look how more often than not, at least for me, Ubers are, are are more compact cars. You're getting a lot of Priuses. You're getting some things that are, are smaller vehicles. I don't fit in the back seat of a Prius. That's not right. happening for me. It's not working. It's not working. You want the front seat of a muscle car with a tuna melt. <laughs> On the deck. I, I, I want the Silverado. <laughs> I want to. I want to put down that little bench seat in the middle. Nice. And I want to. I want to drive around like that. There it is. <laughs> Absolutely. You ready for a bonus? Uh, ask Yay. Sure. It's from Jamie, and Jamie writes, "You win a Mandy. The first person you thank is hashtag Ask Yates. First person I think is Keyshawn Johnson. I'll tell you a quick story. So when I first came out here to L.A., I was coming out here for probably four or five years before I ever moved here. And one day I sat in on the morning show. It was Travis and Keyshawn. And I was here. We were talking baseball or something, and there was a giveaway. And the giveaway was go hang out with Key and watch some football games. Now, a lot of you know Key, obviously, through this radio station, but I didn't know Key at the time at all. I was just some loudmouth coming in who happened to be in town for the ESPYs or whatever, or for baseball or whatever it was. And he said, hey, why don't you come out and hang out with me in Manhattan Beach at this thing? And I was like, 
are you serious? I'm kind of thinking he's just being nice because I'm in the room. But then that morning, I texted him. I was like, hey, I'm a little bit. He was like, you're late. I have your seat saved for you. Where are you at? I was like, oh, I was touched. He was so nice. And he actually invited me on. We had a good time. So the reason I'm at this station on any regard is because of him. So he's a good dude. I'm the correct answer is me. I know because that. Because we talked to the Melton later. I just wanted That's- to tell the story about why I'm here at all that also no, involved you, Travis. See, this, is, this, is, this is the secret that we like to keep here, that Keyshawn's a good dude. This is the 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 alternative narrative is very far more pervasive, but that he's actually a really good guy. That's a secret that uh, we try to keep between us here at the station. Very true. All right, ESPN Radio is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Um, like let's talk strictly basketball here for a second. What what are the the Lakers have twenty four games left? Yep, fourteen of them away from home. And the vast majority of them against very good teams. They have the third in their most challenging yep. schedule left of anybody in the league. I mean, we, we spend so much time talking about what's coming next, but what's coming now? What starts tomorrow night might be a situation where they could find themselves out of the play-in tournament altogether and really put together. I mean, as bad as this season's been, at least you thought, hey, maybe the one in a billion chance they catch lightning in a bottle at the right time and get hot. They might not even get a chance to do that. They might not get a chance to do it, and that's where the Anthony Davis factor becomes a real difficult sort of data point and analysis of all of this, which is that you you have to decide, did you not get the best out of him or did the best of what he had not fulfill your desires? You know what I'm saying? Like, you've got to make an analysis on that, which is how good is this guy and what do we actually think about what our chances should uh, well, be with him? I think there was, a mis- there was perhaps an initial miscalculation of that in addition to the injury, Travis, which doesn't help you know, either in terms of feeling result. But you're you're not wrong. But here here's the thing: Anthony Davis, much like LeBron James, is exactly what you knew he was before he got here. I I I'm gonna say it again. Hmm. I'm gonna go with what I've seen, and I'm gonna expect what I've seen to continue to happen unless something really. Anthony Davis is came into this league number one overall pick as a remarkably talented player with upside that was almost incalculable. He, sure. he could be as good as he wanted to be. He was on that undefeated Kentucky team until they lost, yeah. Yep. And he comes into the league and is number one pick in New Orleans, and let's build a team around Anthony Davis. And this wasn't a one- or two-year experience. He was there for a while. He was there for seven years. He was there for a long time, and they had a grand total of one season that by any measure could be looked at as successful. They won a round in the playoffs. Yep. This is the NBA, where if I have the best player on the court, I should win a bunch of games. Okay, that if I have the very best player on the court, I should win. Giannis, long before he won a championship, was the best player on the court most nights. They would get clipped in the playoffs, but they were always just going through guys and going through guys until it came to more of a team game. Yep. Never really happened for Anthony Davis. And then it was, hey, well, maybe he's just surrounded by guys that, that aren't good enough. Well, that's not entirely. He had some good teammates in New Orleans along the way. Yeah. He comes to L.A., he hits the highest high, right? A one-for-one, one, bam, championship, and he was a huge part of it. Then everything that's happened after that is a lot like what's happened in New Orleans. Inconsistent play, chronically injured, and big question marks. So I, I'm i not surprised that this is where we are with Anthony Davis. I loved the run, and it was great, and I was hoping, okay, maybe this is the thing, but he's given you this. Injuries, inconsistent play, and what-ifs from the moment he's come into this league. Let me ask you something. Is that, is the ultimately, excuse me, ultimately, is that the, I don't want to say failure, but the 
mediocrity of Anthony Davis in the long term, is that something that you ascribe to the front office? Is that something that you look at as under the, well, we had to do it because of LeBron? Like, that's a genuine question to me because I think that that's a really important one when we're divvying up responsibilities in terms of what this, you know, chain of command is. I think it was a worthwhile gamble that hit, and then you had the other part of when you gamble that it doesn't hit. They got them yeah. both, right? They, they, it was, was it the right move at the time? 100%. If you could run it back and do it all over again, would you do it? 100%. Uh, well, they didn't run it back all over again. They got rid of everybody they had, but that's another story. No, no, no. Yeah. I'm saying if you go back to the time when Anthony Davis is still in New Orleans. Oh, I got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. see what you're saying. Yeah. Knowing what you know now, do you want to do it? Hell yes. Do it. Let's do it again. I, I, would, I would absolutely do it again. Really? Yeah, I would because you got a championship out of it. Oh, but that, I thought that I thought I, I thought that wasn't a, a, a Laker. Uh, oh, I thought that one didn't count because it's in the bubble and no, you're that not was talking. a LeBron. That was a LeBron championship. What happened? <laughs> see, you see, you're, see, you're getting confused. The checkmate. Laker the, fans check, have... the checkmate is real. You know what I'm saying? Like you're I, really, I just you're don't not checkmating me. Not you. I, I mean, I, the, I know the logic. I don't understand. Okay, if a Laker fan says I would do it all over again, the same because we got a championship. No, 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 I don't know what – I don't think Laker fans would say – Okay, fair enough. You would say that. Would, I got no, it. I, I'm saying I got it now. I think Laker fans would be – I think Laker fans would take the DeLorean further back in time. I think oh, Laker yeah, that's fans what they do every day. Right, that's fair. Would go back to the time where LeBron James is a free agent and say, we don't want you – if you're going to treat us like this, don't come in the first You and place. your championship trophies. <laughs> right. And I think, NBA I think Finals they, MVPs. Get out of here. I, I want to tune them out. Back to that. No. Um, <laughs> But you're right. I think I think the the overarching theme of this is the reason that the LeBron thing is so much more compelling is because your off ramp of and we got AD. It, it's not a good off ramp anymore. Yeah. But but before it was. Listen, if LeBron LeBrons and decides he wants to go to the next thing or the team's not good enough or I want to play with my son or I want to go to Cleveland, whatever it might have been, it was well that's cool. We got the we got the second best player in the league, third best player in the league, whatever Anthony Davis was at the time. And now Anthony Davis, because of his injury history and his play, he's a top 20 guy, and he could be a top 10 guy, but I don't think anybody feels great about it anymore. No, I always said that in order for this team to win multiple championships, that Anthony Davis had to be the best player on the team, and that just doesn't look like it's going to happen these days. No, he has. He has. He was the best player on the team for a couple of weeks in the bubble. Yeah, that's the that's the only time he's been the best player on this team. Otherwise, it's been LeBron the entire way. The, the Lakers have two with the Suns, two with the Warriors, two with the Mavericks, two with the Nuggets, two with the Clippers. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you're going to need. Yeah, what I mean it. It, it is. It is an unbelievably challenging schedule, most of it on the road. It's, it's a lot to ask, and all of a sudden the time is incredibly short. Let's try another call here. Manuel in Gardena. Manuel, you're on with Travis and Clinton. What's up? Hey, fellas. Uh, you know, I would be remiss. I don't think I've ever given you guys this. So double-double animal style, fries animal style, and, of course, Trav, the sidecar, single yeah. cheeseburger with fresh onions. Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, the sidecar. I yeah. like that. That's um, for the car. That's for the car ride home, Clinton. So you go through the line, you get the food oh, for the yeah. family, and then on the way home, you're like, you're not going to not eat something. Right. Out you of get that a bag. side guy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I like that strategy. Yeah. Hey, see why? So here's the thing, man. Um, sure. I think you're missing the point as far as we do. We appreciate LeBron. All right. We do. And we're thankful for the ring that he brought. The thing is, man, in Lakerland, we don't like when you start pointing fingers at other people when you're the person that orchestrated everything. You know what I mean? Even Kobe got himself into that problem for a little while. But 
Jerry West and Mitch Kupchak bailed him out of it. Now, so that comes back to like what you guys said, the management issue and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, I mean, and, and the thing is, they can, the thing, the craziest thing about this season is that if AD comes back and remembers he's AD and everybody falls in the line, this team does have the talent. I mean, it's a one in a million shot. Don't get me wrong. But this team is still very formidable in the fact that got to beat them four times. You know what I mean? Uh, when the playoffs come. And they will be in the playoffs, man. I, I'm not going to fall for they're not going to make it. But, yeah, yeah, it's like you know we're looking at Mount Everest right now. I'm not going to lie. So let's Thanks, Manuel. You got it. Um, I, I want to split a hair here. AD doesn't need to remember he's AD. He needs to forget he's AD. Yeah. You know, he, he needs to forget all of the stuff that's come along and channel that dude that was in the bubble for a, a couple of weeks. Yeah. I mean, the, the okay, Lakers fans don't like it when people do this. I mean, okay, so what? I, I just, I don't understand the notion of I don't like it, therefore it sucks. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just not real to me. That, sound, that could be the title of my book. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I don't know how else to explain that sort of like metaphysically. I mean, I understand that that's how many people feel, but like, that's just, that doesn't, that, that, that's called self, that's a self-inflicted pain that doesn't need to be there for Laker fans. That, I, I really actually believe that. Like, I would be so, ang- like, if I felt this strongly about LeBron and I was a Laker fan, my anger at this team for bringing him here to begin with and not getting it right in terms of what he wanted would be off the charts. You mean if they didn't follow his lead as far as personnel? Is that what you mean? Yeah, or yeah, or uh, any situation in which you bring a player. Uh, uh, so many people have told me we didn't want him to begin with. You should be mad at the team about that. You see what you I'm saying? Like that that's the, that. Thank you. That's the leadership I'm talking about. That's not. I mean, just in the terms of how you feel about yourself as a fan and what you've invested in. If the team that you care about is bringing on players that you know the fan base hates, that ain't on the player, bro. That's a question of where your loyalties lie. And that's where it gets from fanhood to cultish. Protect yourselves, Lakers fans. There's smarter ways to do it. All right, let's go to Miles for our last call of the day. Miles, you're on with Travis and Clinton. What's up, Miles? Miles. Hey, it's actually Kyle. Um, oh, sorry, but Kyle. My main issue is with uh, Laker front office. You know what you were going to get when you signed LeBron. You know what you were going to get when you signed AD. You knew what you were going to get when you signed Russell Westbrook. But it's up to the front office to determine how to build the team. You can tell LeBron no. I, you know, it happens. It, yeah, yeah. It's probably happened before, but Not very often the way they built this team, the way they didn't re-sign their uh, players after their 2020 championship, it just doesn't make sense to me. Thanks, guys. Okay. Appreciate it. Thanks, Kyle. So, you know, it's funny. I, he said something that kind of sparked a thought to me. Mm-hmm. I don't think that the Laker front office is surprised that this is where they are. Neither do I. I, I don't I don't. Which think is why, this, as a fan, I would yeah. be mad at them. They took you, this gamble and they're still playing this game, you know? Right. I, I think the, the Laker fans are upset with the place that they find themselves in. I think the front office knew that this was the end game with the LeBron James. Yeah. Or maybe the end game's the wrong word because it's not over. But that this was something they were going to have to deal with because it happened in Cleveland, happened in Miami, happened in Cleveland again. This is how LeBron operates. Yeah. They, 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 look, you can disagree with the decision-making, but these people have been around the NBA a long time. Yeah. They've been paying attention to the league a long time they knew that this was not only possible but likely yeah i mean there's an outside argument that the interpretation of that is they were willing to alienate their own fans for a ring and they did it worked and they for a ring yeah not not for like money or that it was in pursuit of the presumably the most important thing in that business and they got it 
Yeah. So I, it, it's not like they they did something untoward. Right. They they went for it and got it. It's just that the methodology didn't sit well with the folks. The dump coming up next. It's Travis Lee, seven ten ESPN. All right, let's start with a Rams uh, item here in the dump. Andrew Whitworth is still trying to figure out what his future is going to be, whether or not it is a player or something else. He said he's going to take a couple of more weeks, according to NFL Access, to make a decision. But Wayne Gretzky, who lives near Andrew Whitworth, and apparently they uh, know one another, told him that the only thing better than winning one is winning two. So the great one is trying to talk Whitworth into coming back. Are you a walk-off on a high note, Yates, or are you a you're going to have to tear this uniform off me guy? I'm a walk-off on a high note guy for sure, 100%. Especially in football? Come on. That could end, that could end up being the rest of your life. That guy's 40 years old on the offensive line. That's, you don't want that. It's a lot, but he's still a very good player. It's not like he's just hanging on by no. his fingernails. Yeah, he's I get still, that. He's still pretty good. I get that. He's still pretty effective. They, you know, arguably could really use his presence as much as they could his play. And I, I don't know. I football. You're right about that because it's such a violent game. It and you know things happen occasionally. But man, the rest of your life, you don't get to put on a uniform. I mean, you, you're a player. You're a baseball guy. That when you're done with that, you're done with that. And to try to extend that as long as you can, I, I get that instinct. You know, he's a guy that we've had around here for a long time, sort of an aging veteran. You know, I love how much this group has played for one another. Whitworth really represents what we do as a family, as a unit. We like to get that done. I'm Sean McVay. Okay. My microphone dropped. Of Sorry. all the ones you've done, the, no, I'm not talking the cadence and the voice. <laughs> That could have been a quote from Sean McVay. <laughs> that, that, that was not just delivered in McVay. That was what – here's what you need to do. I know that you are a, a planner and, and a, yes. a guy that likes to work shop things. You need to go back and listen to that one because that okay. one – was the one. That's the That's one, the one right, that you're looking for. The workshop right is officially closed for right now. <laughs> noted. Right. Speaking of the great one, uh, 40 years ago today, Wayne Gretzky scored his 77th goal of the season, which broke the record for most goals this season. He finished with 92. They play 80 games. <laughs> And he had 92 goals. And, again, that's when we, we got to see, or at least I got to see him play, yeah. you know, got to see a part of his career. But we're not seeing that again. We're not seeing no. somebody score more than a goal no. a game. It's, it's, I mean, he's, he's one in all of our lifetimes, not one a lifetime. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, once in a lifetime means, you know, you can have two once in a lifetimes because the two different lifetimes ain't going to be nobody else like Gretzky ever. No. The, by the way, great nickname. Great one. That's oh, hard, it's it's hard to beat along the way. Love it. Uh, get Out. Came out today, 2017. You said you had thoughts on that one. Get Out's a movie I saw in the movie theater. People remember it. Um, Jordan Peele made the, directed this movie, and it's about it's it's sort of a it's sort of like a race related thriller. But the thing about the movie is that the topic, not aside, but like I remember I saw it in the movie theater, and what happens on the surface was so jarring that like you're sort of thinking about that, but then more details come to you and you realize that that movie is probably and I don't I, I that's probably the most perfectly put together puzzle of a story I've ever been a part of in my life literally like every single line relates to something 
a thing you see, a thing you hear, something that's a plot point in a way that came together that once I realized it, I was thinking about that movie for a week. Like, it made it scarier. You know, it's 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 wild. I get that- all my friends to go and watch it. I Every time you watch it, you see a little, new little thing, little wrinkle that yep. you didn't watch the first time. And if I want my friends to get into any sort of, like, thriller genre, I, I tell them to go to Get Out. Great film. Great. That's how you know something is just not a good movie, but something that's different than it because you think yeah. about it after you're done and you're like, oh, that, yeah, exactly. okay, that, that sticks with you a little bit. And I'm bit. ready we for talked- Nope. It's going to be good. With another, <laughs> is, next Jordan Peele. I'm in. National Tortilla Chip Day, also National Chili Day. Put those two things together and you've got a pretty nice afternoon. Well, after that, I'm we've just- got World Bartender Day as well, so I can serve <laughs> yeah. those right on up. Tell you what. So you, know? you, you get the bowl of chips smothered in your chili with a couple of drinks from your favorite World Bartender, and you're off to the races. What else do you need? No, it's true. I mean, that's although, although to be fair, tortilla chips – you know, things get dicey in the double dip region. You know what I'm saying? With tortilla chips. No, no, chips. it's for me. We're not people, sharing. People run fast and loose with the tortilla <laughs> chips. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, when they're on no, first no. dates. I'm just saying. You know? So I'm just, here's the deal. Community food, pretty gross. Right? It's, it's, it's pretty gross. Like I'm sure we're all doing our best to try to do our things, but I, I don't really need to share anything with you. You eat your thing. I'll eat my thing. If you want a bite, maybe we can do that. Sure, yeah. I'm, I don't need, I'm not don't big on We both need right. to stick our hands in the bowl of wings. Let's, let's, <laughs> let's you get wings and I'll get wings. We don't have to knock these things back and forth. Speaking of, uh, LeBron is opening up a taco restaurant in Akron. Kobe never would have done that. Never. Kobe never. <laughs> Kobe, Kobe would have sold tuna melts. In the valley with muscle cars out front, and we would have loved it. That's right. That's right. So what did, see, now you're finally starting to come around to Laker fan side. Now that you've cracked the uh, tuna code or the tuna melt code. like, like Trust me, it's code, okay. You're, you're, I'm you're selling my F LeBron t-shirts outside of the arena tomorrow. Come pick them up. If you really you feel that way, keep that same better, energy when you get you to the game. better print a lot of them. My friend, it has been <laughs> a pleasure to do the last four days with you. Uh, Absolutely. I to ask Yates on Monday, or Tuesday will be our next Ask Yates, and uh, we're going to muscle that through. Mason yeah. in Ireland coming up next, 710 ESPN.